kids, come on, a little joke here. I want to do a little funny thing before we, uh, before I get into the message, which is fun anyway, but this is funny before that. Once there was a little boy who was really mean, and no matter what his parents tried, he continued to be selfish, self-centered, and just mean. Christmas was coming, so the little boy, in his usual selfish way, made his Dear Santa letter. Twelve pages of gadgets and toys. Now, when his parents saw the monstrous letter, they were outraged. Father picked up the little boy and carried him off to the living room, setting him firmly on the floor in front of the family's nativity scene. I want you to sit right there and look at this, at this scene until you remember what Christmas is all about. Then he must write a letter to Jesus. So the little boy sits there a while and then returns to his bedroom. Finding paper and pen, he begins to write. Dear Jesus, if you will bring me all the presents I want, I will be good for a whole year. Then he thinks for a moment and tears up the piece of paper. He writes again, dear Jesus, if you will bring me all the presents I want, I will be good for a whole week. But once again, he tears up the piece of paper. The little boy quietly leaves the room and returns to the living room, looking intently at the nativity scene. He gently reaches down and picks up the figure of Mary. Returning to his room, he places the figure in a shoebox and sets the box in the back of the closet. Then he writes another letter. Dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again, Nothing like a bit of manipulation, right? <laughs> Kids, don't do this. Well, we just read this beautiful, beautiful scene, this amazing scene 2,000 years ago when Christmas started, when Jesus came. We see the, um, the, the shepherds, and they were out in the field, and they were just kind of tending their sheep. And suddenly the heavens open up, and this angel comes, and they're absolutely freaking out. They're terrified. But then the angel says to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. In the Passion Translation, the angel says, the angel talks a lot of translations. It's amazing. In the Passion Translation, the angel apparently said, verse 10, don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it's for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh the Messiah. Jesus is good news. Amen? Amen. Jesus is good news. It's the, new, it's the best news we have ever heard. Now, I love going into the malls, and so do you, I'm sure. You probably had to go into the malls because you got to do some shopping, right? Anybody has not been in the mall at all this last week? Not at all. Oh, you've done it before this year, the week before? No? Oh, your wife does the shopping. That's right. Okay, that's right. I love, I love the Christmas vibe, don't you? There's so much joy around. The people are singing. I saw this little choir there, about 40 ladies. They were singing. And even from the balcony, the second floor, you know, you look down and they were singing and just filling the airwaves. It was just beautiful. I love the joy of Christmas. It is so much fun. It's a family time. Families come together. Holidays are coming. It's a really, really happy time for most people. We sing joyful songs, joy to the world, you know, beautiful songs. Oh, come on, you're faithful. 
joyful and triumphant. It's a happy time. Now, I want to say, though, that it's not happy for everybody. Some people at this time are quite lonely. And I want to suggest that, that we look out for those people because sometimes people don't have family around. Sometimes people have lost family. I know my neighbor lost his wife two days ago. That's a sad time. So we, we need to be there. I mean, Catherine and I yesterday went to bring a meal to somebody. Again, not because we're good. I'm just trying to say to you, follow our example. Go somewhere that you know somebody's hurting and say, man, Christmas it's a joyous time. Jesus loves you. Here's a meal. Here's a hug. Here's a present. Go and do something because not everybody has a great time this time of Christmas. Now, last, a couple of months ago, we were in Singapore. And I love Singapore. Who loves Singapore? I love Singapore. It's just so great shopping. Isn't it? It's great food. I love the food in Singapore. But anyway, you went through only two months ago already. Two months ago already, there were just all these Christmas carols going through all the malls there too. And all the beautiful things were happening. Although it's a, it's a, it's a culture of many religions, Christianity can freely be, 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 be celebrated in the malls. And so you got this Christmas vibe already happening. I love it. You know, it was very different in KL, Kuala Lumpur, when we went last year. Because Kuala Lumpur is, is a Muslim nation. There's many Christians there, but it's a Muslim nation. And in the malls, you don't have any celebration. You don't have any, any Christmas cheer. You don't have any, any Christmas trees. You don't have any, any song singing. It's dull. It's just boring. You know? And the reason is because they don't believe in Jesus. They don't have Christmas. Because Christmas, there's a reason why everybody is joyful. Right? It's because the Savior has been born. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen? So we see here in the scripture, we see that suddenly the heavens open up with all these angels. And of course, for 400 years, there was nothing from God. For 400 years, there was silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament. There was silence 400 years. Suddenly, the heavens open up and this angel appears. And he announces the Messiah. The Messiah is finally here. For thousands of years, the Jews have been waiting for the Messiah. When is he coming? He is finally here. Something really big, something really exciting is <clears throat> developing and unfolding here. It is good news of great joy. The Savior has been born. From day one, Jesus was good news of great joy. He is good news of great joy. You know, still today, He is good news of great joy. But you know, many of you, you already know this, right? That He is good news of great joy. You know, I'll tell you something. Many people don't know. Many people don't know. We were at a funeral yesterday. They even said this person was not very religious. There was nothing at all in the service. Now, I happen to know because I prayed with her that she is a Christian. But all the others, hundreds of guys in there and girls, people, no Christian. It was, it was dull. It was, it, was not, it was not really fun. Honestly, it says in the Bible that those who... Who, remember hope, who, who don't have the hope, you know, that they, we grieve differently than the ones who have no hope. They have no hope of eternal life, no hope of fear. Now, my job is now to talk to our neighbor and to say to him, hey, God, do you want to join your wife? You know, you can actually join your wife at the end of your life. Because I believe she's in heaven because she told me she loves Jesus. Most of them don't know. But people don't know. People don't know. And, man, my eyes were so open at this funeral, man. These people just don't know the love of Jesus. They don't know the good news of great joy that God brings. The only thing they know is drinking and having parties. 
Serious. It is so sad, guys. So we need to make sure that we can share the good news of Jesus Christ with people all around us. Amen? Verse 13, so thousands of angels appear saying, praising God, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Favor, the grace of God. At this day, the grace of God came manifested into the earth so powerfully. Heaven comes to earth in such a dramatic fashion. Glory of God manifest into the earth. Now I want to talk about glory for a moment. Because glory is a very religious term for some people, although glory, I think, in, in the world also, there's glory, you know, in, in, in achieving gold medals and stuff. There's glory. People understand glory. But the glory of God, when we talk about glory of God, it talks about the, the, the everything God is, everything he lives in. The glory is, his, is, 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 is the beauty of his presence. It's the joy. It's the peace. It's the, it's the kindness. It's all the stuff, the power. It is everything that God is. His glory is amazing. And it fills the skies. That's why the angel says, glory to God in the highest heavens. And on earth now also, you will see this glory because the glory has just come to town. Amen? God's glory has just come to town. And everything will change. Jesus will cause a reformation. He will offer some salvation. And amazing things are going to happen. Jesus puts on, God puts on through Jesus, eyebrows and kneecaps. And becomes a human being. A human being. This was prophesied in Isaiah 7.14. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. And the mission of Jesus was to bring us back into the glory. The glory that was lost in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned against God. And they were cut out of the garden. And relationship was broken. And glory was broken. And perfection was broken. And sin entered into the world. And Jesus came to regain glory. Regain us back into this beautiful place. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of some glory. We need some glory. We need a Savior. And here comes Jesus. The glory of God manifest into the earth. It says in Hebrews 1.3, Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Jesus is all glory. He is all beautiful. He is all powerful. He is so wonderful. Amen. Some of you believe it. Just join with me just as, as, as we celebrate Christmas together. Just, just join me in, in, in just acknowledging how awesome Jesus is, you know. He came to wipe out some sins. Even that was prophesied. Matthew says so well, Matthew 1, 21. Mary gave birth to a son and he shall be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is good news of great joy. Jesus actually means he who saves. He saves us. He cleanses us. He's given us a new life. It is so wonderful. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You will have eternal life, the Zoe life of God, the life that God lives in, this glory you can have this morning if you haven't got it Yet. Amen? That's really good. So, Jesus saves us from our sins. He infuses us with the Holy Spirit. Become perfect again on the inside. He changes us. New creation. 
as if we've never sinned before, he brings glory back into our lives. That day, heaven's reality came into the earth. And God took us from darkness into his marvelous light. And not just his marvelous light, but his marvelous life. Marvelous life. The kingdom of God is in the, in the Holy Spirit. You can see in Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not a matter of drinking and eating, but it is what? It is life in the Spirit. Look what it says. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit, in God, there's righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness is given to you by faith in Jesus Christ. He beca- but the thing is, though, the life in Him is full of peace and joy. Even if you look at the fruit of the Spirit, it says love, which is the fruit, and has all these expressions. Love, and then what's the first one? Not self-control. Self-control is good. We need self-control in our lives. But it's not the first one. It is? The first row is very good, actually. You guys are really active. Thank you for being with us and this feeling that I'm, you know. Joy. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you know. Joy and peace. The kingdom of God is joy and peace. In his presence is joy and peace. Psalm 16, 11 says, in his presence is fullness of joy. The wonderful joy of being a Christian is not just that you are forgiven. The wonderful news about a Christ, about Christian life is not just that we have eternal life when we drop dead or hit, we're hit by a bus or whatever happens to you when you die, you know, that you're going to be in heaven with Jesus forever. But the, also the great joy is what? Is that God comes to live inside of you. It is just amazing in this life, it's not just Emmanuel, God with us, it is actually Emmanuel, God in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He comes to live in you. Love comes to town. In you. In you. It is so amazing. That's why Christians are such happy people. Oh, some, some Christians are happy people. How can you not be happy? Not only have you got a new life, not only have you been forgiven, not only have you got a new eternal life, but you've been given this life. You are made of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. It's the Holy Spirit. You are born of this. It lives in you. It is just amazing. That's why we can be such happy people. And the happiness that you have, the joy that you have, you know it's an anchor for your soul. And we go through this life. And there's heartaches. There's things that happen in our life that's really difficult. But you know when you have Jesus as an anchor for your soul, when you know that you're one with Jesus Christ, when you know that you have the joy of the Holy Spirit living inside of you, even if you don't feel joyful on the outside or things happen, in the storms of life, the waves, whatever happens to you, the hard times, still that joy and the peace of God is still in you. And because of that, it's an anchor for your soul. And you can be strong because it will help you through these storms. We go through the valleys. We don't stay in the valley. We go back until up to the mountaintop. Oh, I'm so happy that I'm born of joy. I'm so happy that I was born of joy. Are you happy you were born of joy, those who are born of joy? It is so wonderful. You know that Jesus was the happiest person who ever lived? People don't think that, you know. It is so serious, you know. He was the happiest, happiest person who ever lived, full of joy, full of peace. Everything God is, he was. Amen? In human form. 
Ah, it's amazing. It's just amazing. You know, my own, my own testimony, you know. I was, I was, I think I was um, 10 years old when I went forward to a meeting that my parents were running. And I gave my heart to Jesus. And I believed in faith. And I was saved. But I still didn't have joy. I had issues of, of addiction. I had relational stuff that was going on in my life. I was not a happy chappy. Although I had been pretty happy in my life through abuse and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I was not a happy boy. And uh, I needed God's life uh, in me, you know, in a powerful way. When I was 18 years old, I went to, um, to play drums. I love playing drums, uh, as, you, as you probably see um, here. Um, I'll play every week, you know. We just happen to have other drummers like Sam and others who also want to have a turn. Otherwise, I'll just be playing every week, you know. And Tony, and I just love it so much. You know, I just love expressing my joy for the Lord on my drums. Anyway, the thing is, though, I went to play for the Continental Singers in America. And I toured with them for three months. And on that tour, I recommitted my life to Christ. Because although 10 years old, I gave my, my heart to Jesus in this life, in my, in my teens, again, through abuse and some stupid uh, decisions I made. I was in hurting. I was, not, I was kind of far away from God, although I was living in this religious uh, and Christian environment, which was awesome. But I, myself, was very, very hurt, and I, I needed something. And so I recommitted my life to Christ on that tour. And one night in, uh, in Canada, there was, a, uh, there was some people I was staying with who all got billeted, you know. And those people said, Gideon, you need, the, you need the joy of the Holy Spirit. And I saw joy in their lives. I saw, man, these, these guys are very happy people. I didn't feel that happy. Actually, on that tour, it's very interesting that the Kiwis who were on that tour with me, they were all very happy people. They actually even prayed separately. Later on, I understand that they were kind of filled with the Holy Spirit, kind of Pentecostal or whatever you call that, you know. But they were like filled with the Holy Spirit. They prayed differently. They had an excitement and a joy and a language. And I said, what are you talking about? You know, and all the stuff was happening, but the other guys were just kind of more formal, and they called them the Southern Baptist, you know, thing, you know, and they started praying, and the holy, and, you know. But the Kiwis were the weird ones already those, those days. I mean, it was always 18 years old. I already had an encounter with Kiwis, and then, of course, more in Kiwis, and then old Kiwis, and now, now I'm a Kiwi. So, I mean, it's like, it's like just a major setup in, in my life, really. And uh, anyway, so they, they prayed for me, honestly, they prayed for me till about 3 o'clock in the morning. Not that I needed so long to pray for, but I just prayed for a long time. And, um, and the thing is, though, we, um, and the joy that filled my heart. Now, I didn't have the prayer language straight away. I had a few words. But man, the joy, I remember the joy. And the next day, I've told it before, some of you know the story. I went on, on the bus, because we traveled with the bus, you know, uh, to town to town, a concert every night, you know, for three months. And uh, on Sundays twice. And, uh, and so we, we and I, I was like so happy that I, that I bit in the cushion of the seat in front of me. Like that, but I couldn't, I couldn't scream, of course, so I need to, that's why I went like that, you know, in this thing. There's something happened to me. Something happened to me, and this has never left me. Something happened to me. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was filled with the joy of Christmas, actually the joy of Pentecost. I was filled with His Spirit, and it was so absolutely beautiful. Has my life been very easy? No. Has it been tough at times? Absolutely. But you know, the joy that was in me and the peace that I had and the power of the Holy Spirit has helped me to grow and to grow and to grow as we grow from glory to glory. And now I am here and uh, what I'm doing right now. And I'm still looking at myself. Who, who, who are you again? It's unbelievable what the Holy Spirit can do in your life. And if you haven't received the Holy Spirit like this before... 
Today is Christmas. Jesus came down to fill you with glory. Remember he said to the Father, I'm going to give you the same glory you're giving to me. I'm going to give to them. I mean, this is unbelievable that they will give the same glory to us. Yes. Exciting. I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm almost done, guys. So that, that, that's, that's my own testimony. Joy has left it. So there remains one question. The team can come up. One question. What about you? Have you got this joy? Have you got this peace that surpasses understanding? You don't understand it. It's just there because of God. Have you got it today? Have you received this today? Something that's not dependent on circumstances where life is good or bad? Have you got this joy in your life? This joy, this peace is the gift of God to us at Christmas. Yes, he's forgiven our sins. Oh, yes, it makes us happy. When you say yes to Jesus, you're forgiven too. Because he forgave the whole world. You just have to accept the gift. Did you know you're already forgiven? Did you know that everybody's already forgiven? I'm talking about universalism now. Jesus paid for everybody. The only thing you have to do is say, I receive the gift. And say yes to Jesus. I believe. I receive. And you receive it. Bang. Not only will you receive forgiveness, you receive the Holy Spirit. I just talked about. You will have a new life on the inside. The presence of joy and the presence of Him with you now and forevermore. And when you step, when your time has come, when you are passing, whether it's suddenly because of an accident, whether it's late years because you're 86 and you can't move anymore and you just die. Like an old age, like, really believe I'm supposed to, really. That's really the best way, isn't it? Just to sleep at night. Whatever. You go from joy straight into even more fullness of joy. Into his presence. Father, we thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. Jesus, we thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that you gave yourself to us, that you left your glory so that we could regain the glory, that we could regain our relationship with you and have this eternal Zoe life of God, the God life in us. Lord, we so treasure it. Like the guy who's in the video, he was so amazed waking up one time. It's all there. It's all there. It's all working. Lord, may, may we be so grateful for life you've given to us. But may we also be grateful, so grateful to the new life, the Zoe life of God that you have given to us.